Okay, so here we are, Zephyr. First episode. First episode of Single Mom Budget Travel Podcast. Uh, I can't believe we're doing this. Actually, you know, I felt like we always wanted to do this, but um, but because we were enjoying our traveling so much, I didn't want to like travel and be a podcaster or an influencer. I just wanted to travel with you. Um, so now we're going to do the Single Mom Budget Travel Podcast. Um, we're also going to do some stuff on YouTube, some videos, because we have so much that we've learned and that we can share from all of our travels from 2018 till now. And um, there's a lot of exciting things that we can do. Yeah. I mean, the amount of stuff that you have, just the sheer amount of things, and photos, videos you have on your phone, you've had to get hard drives on hard drives on hard drives. It, you couldn't, if, if you took all of our photos and videos... You couldn't fit them onto one phone. No, you're right. I have them like scattered and saved yeah. on a ton of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, single mom budget travel is our Instagram where we've been documenting since we left on our full time travels in 2018. So, and that's about as much effort as I could put into this because I did not want to ha- be a full time podcaster, blogger, influencer kind of thing while I'm having this experience with you. Right. You know, and be focused on like editing things or getting content. Like that is not at all why we wanted to travel. So as we're, you know, sharing single mom budget travel podcasts with you, what we're trying to do is sort of share with everybody what we've experienced um, now that we're not traveling as much and not full time all the time, right? Um, because we were full time literally with no home for about two years um, prior to COVID. Right. And so this is an opportunity for us to sort of share and for the, everyone that messages us and asks us about things. So each episode, we're going to try and tackle some of the questions and the topics that we get. So like budget, safety, how does it, how do you plan what you're doing? Where like you're mapping travel, um, you know, obviously tips on cheap travel. Cause that's what we do. And then, right. you know, we will obviously cover our favorite cities, countries, like technical things that people like don't even think of. Yeah. So it's like one half will be like tips and tricks and how to help you be the best version of yourself in terms of traveling. Yeah. Be the best traveler possible. And then the other half will be sort of just stuff from our perspective right. and, you know, our favorite cities are like the best, best food cities. Yeah. Yeah. I love some good food. Definitely food. And then to that extent, we also needed yeah. to get into some nitty gritty of like, you know, travel poop. Because oh. going to the bathroom while you're traveling is something that comes up. And I don't care if you're traveling with your kid or, if I, for instance, like when I took Papa, you know, my almost 80-year-old dad to London and Paris, we needed to know where the toilets were. And that was a whole other situation, right? So we're going to do a whole episode on pooping and traveling because it is a thing. Even when yeah. it's, it's related to getting sick and all these kinds of things. I, w- I don't want us to, like, pretend we're too cool to to not tackle stuff because yeah. we've had some really shitty things happen to us. Like sure. pardon the but literal shitty things and shitty things. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm letting you swear because you're 14 and I love you, oh, but you. I don't, don't get, don't get used to that. That okay. like I left that I was slide. using it in the terms of, of poop. A poop. Oh. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But just mind your manners. Okay. So, so we are single mom budget travel on Instagram. So we've been sharing stuff since 2018. What people always ask us is how we got started. Why, you know, how, how did we do this? What was the reason, you know, we left our lives in Los Angeles, which were really full. Um, 
in 2018 to go basically take on the world for a year, but uh, just out of backpacks, we gave up our home and put our possessions in my sister's garage. And we thought we would only do it for a year. We did it for almost two years because we loved it so much. Got shut down by COVID, obviously, in March of 2020. But the day before we were supposed to get on an international flight to Cape Town, we got stuck in LA. Remember? Yep. Yeah, we we were packing our bags. We're like, all right, we're getting ready. No. Um, then they were like, get out. Um, so let's just set the scenes for people. It started in 2018, and I will set that up for us. But what I want to do is go back to 2016, actually, because you you actually have been traveling since you were six months old, right? Your, yeah. your dad lives in Australia, Byron, what's up? And we've done a couple of trips to Australia. Actually, you wouldn't remember, but I probably did about 10 trips to Australia, back and forth to LA and Australia before dad and I got divorced, actually, and you were a baby. Um, so we might do a whole episode on what it's like to fly with an infant because nobody knows better than me. And I breastfed you in front of a, a, a group of rugby players who are going on their Los Angeles adventure because okay. they won their, I don't know, like regional division or something. And I had to like boob out breastfeed you in front of like 20 rugby players in economy on Qantas. So this is shout out if you've had that experience. Definitely stuff for the first yeah. episode. So, okay. So let's go to 2016. Uh, I so so for people who don't know me, my name is Chrissy. I'm 43 years old. I've been working in radio since I was 17. Uh, I work as a radio producer. I've been an on-air host. I've been a co-host, and my background is predominantly in radio and media. Although I've done television interviews and movie interviews and music interviews, so I come from that background, right? And in 2016, I was working on a political news talk show, daily live talk show for San Francisco, but out of Los Angeles, because even in 2016, we were ahead of modern technology. So we pretended we were in San Francisco, but we were after living in LA, right? Yeah. Covered the entire Clinton-Trump campaign, which was probably the hardest work I've ever done. It's it, That year felt like eternity. And at the end of that year, we like, hey, we need a vacation. This has just been a tough year. Uh, there was a lot to cover, particularly doing political radio every day. And we decided that we would take a trip to Paris together for Christmas. Christmas in Paris, right? Yeah. And it was an absolute blast. I think I your, speak for both of us. Yeah. And your Christmas present wish for that trip was to go to Arpege, which is a three Michelin star restaurant. I've always been a unique guy. You I've always... I was watching Chef's Table at six. You were so. watching Chef's Table. You wanted to go to Arpege. We saved up a bunch of money. I sold stuff on eBay. So don't anyone get excited that we were bowling at that time. We were just getting by and doing decent at that time, right? right? We go to Paris. We're having a magical time. And then you and I are, have this conversation late one night in the hotel room after we just, I think it was like after we'd just gone to the top of, um, the Arc de Triomphe and looked out and just the stars were up. It was just, it was so beautiful. We had such a good time. You said you wanted to travel more and we talked about traveling the world and how fun that would be. You know, like a lot of people do, right? right? Yeah. It was sort of like, yeah. And at the time, because of your, you know, work and, and yeah. And, and then my school, it, yeah. it just seemed like a, a fun little hypothetical potentially down the road. But like, yeah, I think and I actually said, which is, you know, just keep this in mind. I said this, right. So file this for later. I said, maybe when you're 10, that would be so fun to do because 10 feels like you're old enough to like, you know, handle it a bit better. You can carry your own crap. You know, yeah. we could technically like, 
you know, do homeschool in fifth grade because it's not like a critical like entry into high school or all these ideas we had about what would be the best time to do it. I had just said, when you're 10, maybe we'll do that because it felt like that was two years away. I don't even know why I said that. I had the radio job every day, the live radio job. I was at that time also producing a national radio show, which I'd worked for for the better part of a decade at that point. And I was working for an eco-friendly company. So I had three gigs at that time, right? Yeah. So I don't even know why I said that, but I did. Okay? Yeah. We had such a great time in Paris. Would yeah, you we, agree? We went with our family, friends. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just, it's so beautiful in Paris during Christmas. And uh, spoiler, we've gone many, many times again. <laughs> uh, right. So yeah, it's, it's like that, that, one of my favorite that moment in the hotel room was like this weird almost like promise we put out in the world without even, you know, it was like a manifestation that we were not even almost aware of, right? Like we said it, sounded fun. I never really thought about it again because I was so busy. So then January of 2018 rolls around, right? You're in fourth grade, right? Yep. I was, I'm, I'm still working grade. three jobs, the same three jobs. And uh, was, I remember this vividly was really when the Oscars and the Me Too movement and all this stuff was happening about women's empowerment. And I had just on that show on this particular day that I'm about to share, I had talked about pay equality for women and had a conversation with my host about equal pay for women. I got in my car to go pick you up from school. And as I'm driving in my car, my boss calls me and tells me that all that I'm fired. Me along with like basically all the other women and people of color on the station yeah. <laughs> got fired on the in the moment when we're talking about equality and equal pay for women right. and people of color having a job. We all got fired. Wow. So they could put more white men on the radio station. That's so. that's great. That's a great step forward. It's a great step forward. Um and I just remember going like Okay, shit. Uh, I've just lost my main gig, my big income earner, right? We have a lot of expenses living in Los Angeles. You go to a fancy private school. Because because the public school system in LA wasn't very good and you care about my education. Correct. And dad and I have probably put more money into your into your education at the tender age of 14 that you are. We, Dad, could I, I could have owned two houses, even divorced. We've spent that much money on private school for you. No regrets, just saying. That at that moment in time, to lose a major gig was a huge issue for us. Like, And it's not uncommon in radio, you get fired. If you, if you want to work in radio, you just know at some point you're going to be fired. So it wasn't like I hadn't experienced it before, but it was pretty devastating, particularly at the beginning of the year where I'm like, oh crap, now it's January. It's almost the end of January. I've got to find work right away. I don't have a ton of savings because it, my daily output and my monthly costs were so much that I was not in a position to not have something because we had the car, we have insurance, we have the house, people like we were renting a house. It was really expensive. We had your school, which was like two or three, two and a half grand a month or something ridiculous, plus gas, plus all the other things, right? So the, the child support, my jobs, my three jobs, we were just kind of scraping through with a little bit extra, right? Right. And we weren't living super fancy, but we weren't living, you know, super meager at the time either. So got to come up with something. And I start like reflecting on what it is I really want, what it is, what is 
our life? What does it look like? Because one of the things, even with all those jobs, is I was just so stressed out. I was in the car all the freaking time. You know, I spent so much time in traffic. I spent so much time like to and from picking you up and dropping you off and taking you to things. And as a single mom, there was no like person like in, you know, in wrestling or whatever, you tap them out on the mat. I didn't have anybody to tap out on the mat, right? Like dad would come probably like at that time from Australia more like six times a year, like at four to four to six times a year. So that's fine. But still day to day, LA is like, it's a big it's a lot of energy to be in every day. You know, remember how like hectic our schedule was and then add in like you doing track and field or you doing Cub Scouts or any of that kind of stuff, right? right. Social activities, acting, you did acting at that time. So we're always dropping our, dropping what we're doing and going to take you on auditions. It was a lot. It was so much. And when I got fired, I really had to like stop down and think about what I wanted. Right. So the idea started coming to me as I, I was doing my Oprah Winfrey like vision boards because I had free time on my hands. And I started deciding like, what are the things that I love to do? What are the things that I could create for myself? And travel just kept coming up. And I've always loved travel, right? I moved to Australia when I was 22 years old and lived there. And I've traveled ever since. Um, and I wanted you to love travel, which thankfully you do. Yeah. Um, so I reapproached you as you are completing your fourth grade, right? You were going to graduate in June of that year yeah. for fourth grade and you were going to turn 10 in June. I sort of brought up this idea of what if I just got rid of all of the really, the things that I had a lot that were costly, right? So the rent, paying for gas, all this insurance, all these things. What if we did go travel? Right. And, um, you know, when you asked me that, um, I was kind of like, whoa, okay. I remember you were, you were dropping me off at school. Yeah. Um, my school was in Koreatown, so we were just driving through Koreatown. Um, and I was like, you know, I, I enjoyed going to Paris and, um, I, I can't, I, I can't even remember what was like going on in my head, but I was just like, I was just like, okay, let, let's think about it. You know, yeah. I was okay with it. You know, I knew that. In all likelihood, we were probably, I had friends at my school, but if we had stayed in LA, I was going to have to go to a different uh, school. Right. Because we couldn't, you know, if I didn't get a job real quick or like it wasn't looking like I could just pick up another high paying gig. So we were looking at putting you in a public school, like right. a charter school, basically. Yeah. Um, and so I wouldn't have any like friends there. And so, uh, you know, I have to, you know, make, make new friends. Um, and, you know, just looking at it with the cost of everything and, um, you know, the more we thought about it, L.A. kind of seemed like at that point in time, like a dead end almost, you know, right. we had reached the limit of like what we were able to do in L.A. And so traveling at some point, you know, at, at first it seems like it'd be more expensive. But when you take away the paying like a crazy amount of rent so you can live in a d decent place. When you take away the twenty five hundred, or the, yeah, twenty five hundred a month uh, for the school, when you take away, you know, gas all the time, mm. um, and just other living expenses in yeah. LA, it was expensive. What the other thing was that was interesting is, I still hadn't found a job around March, so now we're talking. I went all of February without a main job, right? So really, rapidly running out of any savings to speak of. Um, and what happened was 
we really honed in, I think, towards the end of February that we wanted to do it. We had a call your dad and talk to him about it, right? There's a, we'll do a whole episode on, on taking your child across international borders in a divorce situation. Cause that's divorced, whatever parents, whatever structure that is. Um, if the child has another living parent, then it's a whole thing. So, um, we talked to dad. I think dad kind of thought it was nuts, but also like dad kind of thinks I'm nuts. So it wasn't so far out of the ballpark that he was like, you're, you've lost your mind. Send Zephyr to Australia. I'm taking over. He he just, you know what I mean? He was like, okay. But I think dad trusts me enough. Well, he knows me so well. I've known your dad since I was 23. He knows me well enough to know that like I'm solid. He knew I was a good mom. He knew I, I, was always up for a challenge and so, or I was always up to coming up with something new for us. And so when I, so we talked to dad about it, then it became very real. And then in that moment, like within weeks, I got a call from a really good friend of mine who asked me to help produce a film festival with her, which was going to guarantee me a huge paycheck for like basically three months of work. And it was at that point where it just was like, this was meant to happen, right? Like I didn't have enough savings to kick us off. I, I, I didn't know how I was going to do it. All I knew was that I wanted to do this. You wanted to do this. Where there's a will, there's a way, right? I believe that truly. And whenever people just straight up ask me on Instagram, so how did you do this? The first thing I say is like, I don't know how much money they make, or what their budgets are, or how they like to travel. I can't prognosticate anything for them. All I can say is if you really, really want to do what we did, which is to give up traditional life and go backpacking, you will figure it out. Where there is a will, there is a way. Some people think it sounds fun because they just want to escape their lives and their lives suck and they, they never do it. Because once you get into like actually having to try and do this. It's actually kind of complicated and confusing and takes a lot of energy and effort. So once we decided to do it, I got the film festival, right? Right. Had a lump sum of cash. So then I started basically unwinding our lives, right? So I put in our notice on our, on our apartment. I started putting stuff in storage. I started selling things and I started preparing for our trip. And I started telling people. And that was honestly the hardest part because your dad was actually the easiest sell. Actually, your dad and my dad were like, that sounds amazing. Wow, that's wild. Like your dad was like, okay, I need a minute to process this, but also this sounds amazing. And I was like, yeah. And I, I, you know, I obviously will document it in some type of way because I'm a producer. So that's how my brain works. Right. But I really started actually working on it. And because I also have worked in tour production and concert production and and doing events and stuff through radio as well, I started approaching this as it was like a tour, like as if we were, you know, freaking, I don't know, Kanye West going on tour. Like I'm now tour planning our lives and trying to budget and figure out where we're going to go and all it's doing a lot of research. I will say to anyone who's listening, if you want to stop your life and travel internationally, and even if you just travel around the country that you live in, um, there is a lot of planning. There's so much pre-planning and so much research that you have to do. And that's, that's once you start that, then you start realizing where all the costs come in. So then what I was doing simultaneously was cutting down costs 
you know, making sure that like I wrapped up the school, we weren't re-enrolling you there anyway. I had to like change the insurance on my car because that was going to stay parked at my sister's house for a year because we'd only were going to do this for a year, right? Started thinking about like, okay, putting notice. The, the shitty thing that happened is that I had just renewed my lease in January, right? So I lost some money on that, but that was fine, right? I was mentally prepared. I had to budget to lose my deposit because I was going to cut my lease short. Right. You remember that? Yes. And then remember when we had to repaint the um, house and you spilled an entire oh, gallon of well, carpet? Um, <laughs> it's a bit more complicated. Well, so definitely lost my deposit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Keep going. Okay. All right. So those were all the things that really started us becoming single mom budget travel, right? And planning out and then figuring out like where you wanted to go, looking at like the requirements for those countries. So then we had to go spend a boatload on vaccinations because travel vaccines are not covered by health insurance. Like you start really digging into what it means to be a full-time traveler, a backpacker, as a family, because kids do this all the time. They graduate high school and they take a gap year, whatever they call it, and they go and they backpack. But they're like one person taking care of one person's self. And like, you'll know when you're 18, Zephyr, you'll just like eat top ramen and sleep in dirty underwear for five nights and never even think about it. But I'm like, I have to figure out homeschool. So that took a ton of research. I had to figure out how I do um, health insurance, right? So like a ton of research went into becoming single mom budget travel. And I, I will say just really quickly, we will probably do a whole episode on the homeschooling situation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, how to travel while doing homeschool. How to travel while doing homeschool. Some of the things to think about, some of the options you can consider. Um, yeah. And, and so let's just go like, all this is happening. We've decided we're going to do this. How are you feeling about it at this point? Oh, from my perspective? Yeah. You know, I'm feeling excited. Um, obviously I was going to miss my friends, but, um, I was excited and our, our first destination was going to be Paris. Right. And I'd already gone before and I absolutely loved Paris. Yeah. Still one of my favorite cities in the world to this day. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like this was going to be something that was really fun and interesting. Were you nervous at all? Um, I, you know me, I'm, I'm always just like down for like, I'm always We're very similar like that. Yeah. I wasn't nervous at all. I, I, I wasn't that nervous. Like, um, I'm going to be honest here. I'm not going to make the whole thing. Oh, I was so nervous getting on the plane. Um, you weren't. I, I, I was ready. And that's, that's <laughs> the thing me. We're ready. We're down for like a new, a new challenge yeah. or, you know, something, something new. We're always looking to do something new, even before we had started traveling. That's true. So I, I'm going to be honest. Mo- most people would be like, and I was so nervous as the plane flied up. <laughs> flew. flew up. <laughs> my bad. Uh, as the plane flew up, my I was shaking. And, and I'm going to be honest. I wasn't. I was ready. And I was, yeah. and I was pumped up. I only kind of had one moment, by the way, when we landed in Paris, like probably the first night I was sort of jet lagged and weird, like, you know, laying there going, wait, okay. So we, just we actually did this like i don't have a home we have like a, what if yeah. like what happens like uh, all the panic started to kick in then and i was just like no dude you were you here guys wanted it we're here this is happening um so, so that was in june of 2018 or Ju- july 2018 july. july 2018 that's when that's when it that's when we took off and our goal was to go one year yeah and 
thinking about that first night in Paris, just thinking about that, that, that I have a weird feeling when I think about that, you know, we landed in Paris with our backpacks, took the train to our Airbnb. And I'm not even kidding. That night was the night that France won. Uh, they advanced to the they world advanced cup. to the world cup. Like, yeah, can you imagine you land in a country and they advanced to the world cup that night? I mean, like yeah. there was fireworks going off. There was people in the streets. They were standing on cars. They were shout like for hours. Yeah. And this was just the semifinals. That was, that was, yeah. And so now we know we're going to be in France when France is now in the World Cup, it was crazy. Like it was the best way to start that adventure. And we were—I don't even care about soccer or football, we, we whatever. Didn't even realize before we got there, we no. Were, like it just—it happened to be on. We're like, oh, I, okay, I guess we'll go over there. But yeah, I just like when I think of that first time, I'm just like, wow, we like we really did that. And then randomly, I just remember us like getting groceries on the second night, and then you know going to Versailles a couple days later, and yeah. You know, that, that that first, like, just getting into Paris that first night and, like, the first couple of days, it just feels so surreal thinking about it now. It does. It does. It, it, it's so magical. And I'm thinking about how far we've come. I know. It's it's crazy. I mean, from from Paris to, like, pooping my pants in Thailand to, oh, like, I walking with the reindeer in forest yeah. to, like, safari with you and dad in Africa when you guys were scared of the baboons. Yeah. Like, so much has happened. So what is going to be really exciting about doing this podcast with you, Zephyr, is that we kind of will get to relive all that kind of stuff together. Um, but we'll also be able to answer people's questions that they always have through, right. in, through the Instagram. And... Well, I mean, my goal always with it to share it was to encourage other people to do this, to show people that you don't need to have a lot of money, that you don't have to have the traditional family construct of a two person or two parent family, that you can do this. You can be single and poor or single and broke, like, you know, no kid and still learn something from this podcast series. Don't you agree? Yeah. Even if you aren't, even if you don't have the exact same situation as we did, which let's be honest, not everyone's going to have the same situation. Um, and that, you know, we are, we're grateful for the fact that you got that, that film festival gig and all that. But even if you're just considering traveling, just leaving your country for the first time, or whether you just want to travel for a couple months on your kid's summer break or something, anything travel related, this podcast will be here to help you. Great. We're going to be giving you tips. We're going to be giving you information about traveling, and we're going to kind of just tell the truth with it. We're not going. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to everything from from bathrooms to to getting sick to you know yeah. you know being in areas that aren't as safe as other areas. Right. And, you know, dealing with wildlife in certain areas. We're going to get real with this podcast and we're going to, you know, teach people how to be the best traveler they can be. Yeah. We want you to see the world. We want you, you and I both believe that travel makes you a better person, a kinder person, a more intelligent person, a more curious person, a more open-minded person. These are all the benefits of travel. This is why I wanted to travel with you at an age while you were learning about yourself and about the world so that, you know, when you're 18, at least I've, dad and I have given you enough of a life and I've, as the primary parent, guided you in such a way that like you can roll out as an 18 year old and do well and have compassion for others and be educated and not just traditionally educated, right? And I believe travel 
does all those things for children. I think children should travel more. And I think most people think that it's the financial hurdle. So part of what we'll want to do is, is demystify some of that stuff. Cause you know, a lot of times you'll see travel bloggers and they're at some beautiful place and it's, you know, whatever, then people start looking into it and they're like, well, that's a freaking $2,000 a night hotel suite yeah. they're at. Or that safari costs $10,000. Right. You and I know how to do a safari with three people, you, me, and your dad for like less than $2,000 for three people, right? right? Places we see that were super safe and beautiful that were like 60 bucks a night, which dad and I then split. It was like 30 bucks a night. So we're going to just hack through travel myths, you know, Instagram bullshit. Like you and I don't do post stupid photos. Traveling. I like that. Traveling is not the real Zussi on Instagram where you follow someone that has a dress on and they're walking through and they open up, they majestically open up the curtain to their $5,000 grand magnificent view no. in their re- fancy resort hotel where they're not learning anything. That's one type of travel. It's not ours. It's ours not is ours. double backpacks trying to get up four flights of stairs in a Parisian apartment where the the hallways are almost as wide as our backpacks and we're sweating balls and it's the middle of summer and there's no elevator. Yeah. But it's still the best time. But it's still, and I think it's an even better experience because even if you, there's a little bit more struggle doing budget travel and I'll admit that uh, it's not as easy as, you know, having all the money in the world, doing resort type travel, but I think you get more out of it. And I think when you look back, when I look back 50 years from now, but like, you know, when people look back for teenagers now, are you going to remember, you know, when you went to a resort hotel, when you like just went and saw a culture of a place and met interesting people and tried food that was, you know, a, true to that culture and yeah. just experience uh, a city or country in full effect? Um, I I would choose the, the latter experience. Yeah, me too. Okay, well. Lots more to come on the Single Mom Budget Travel podcast. Please yeah. follow us on Instagram, Single Mom Budget Travel. Yeah. Uh, and we look forward to sharing our adventures with you. Yeah, we're so excited. High five, dude. How Ooh. do we do? do I think right? we did great. Woo! Ooh.